Loving Father in heaven, we are grateful to you, Lord, for your goodness, love, and mercy which you have given to us. We thank you, Lord, for giving us life. And we also thank you for good health and protection and guidance. Praise and glory be unto your name, O Lord. Now, dear Lord, we ask that the life which you have given to us shall be consecrated to your service. Of our own strength, we cannot live for you. Of our own strength, we cannot do your will. Therefore, we pray, Lord, grant us grace and power. Grant us of your spirit, that by your spirit, we shall live in accordance to your will. As we go through the words of our devotion now, bless us, O Lord. Grant us understanding and impress on our hearts truths that will transform our lives. Put your words in our mouth that we may speak blessings to all who would listen. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, July 30. How to Grow in Grace But Grow in Grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 How is it possible that we may grow in grace? It is possible to us only as we empty our hearts of self and present them to heaven to be molded after the divine pattern. We may have a connection with the living channel of light. We may be refreshed with the heavenly dew and have the showers of heaven descend upon us. As we appropriate the blessing of God, we shall be able to receive greater measures of his grace. As little children, we are to sit at the feet of Christ, learning of him. We should not allow a day to pass without gaining an increase of knowledge in temporal and spiritual things. We are to plant no stakes that we are not willing to take up and plant further on nearer the heights we hope to ascend. The highest education is to be found in training the mind to advance day by day. The close of each day should find us a day's march nearer the overcomer's reward. Day by day, our understanding is to ripen. Day by day, we are to work out conclusions that will bring a rich reward in this life and in the life to come. Looking daily to Jesus instead of to what we ourselves have done, we shall make decided advancement in temporal as well as spiritual knowledge. The end of all things is at hand. What we have done must not be allowed to place the period to our work. The captain of our salvation says, 
advance, the night comet in which no man can work. Constantly, we are to increase in usefulness. Our lives are always to be under the power of Christ. Our lamps are to be kept burning brightly. He who places himself where God can enlighten him advances, as it were, from the partial obscurity of dawn to the full radiance of noonday. We must put to the stretch every spiritual nerve and muscle. God does not desire you to remain novices. He wants you to reach the very highest round of the ladder and then step from it into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is How to Grow in Grace. We are instructed by God in our key texts for today, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. We are instructed, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. So, we have to ask ourselves a question, what does it mean to grow in grace and how can we grow in grace? To grow in grace means to advance more and more in becoming like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To grow in grace means to become holier still. It means to become more sanctified. But beyond the spiritual, growing in grace also involves temporal things. It is not the will of God that his children remain in ignorance. It is not his will that we are illiterate in basic things that we ought to do to help ourselves. God invented work. When he created Adam, he gave Adam work to do, to take care of a garden, and gave him dominion over the whole earth to keep it in good condition. And man was bestowed, bestowed with wisdom, with intelligence, and this intelligence man was to use, he was to appropriate it and improve it, and use it to do the work that God gave to him. Some people think that spirituality and Christianity is opposed to advancement in temporal things like technology and just even using the intelligence to relate in basic things of life and bringing about good things. Certainly not. You would recall that it is God who gives wisdom the Bible tells us in the book of James chapter 1 verse 5, If any one of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. God gives knowledge of all kinds of witty inventions. The time when it was for the children of Israel to build the sanctuary, the Lord said, Behold, I have put wisdom in Aholiab, the son of Ahishamak, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that 
are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. Exodus chapter 31 verse 16 In Exodus 35 verse 34 we also read, And he hath put in his heart that he may teach, both he and Aholiab the son of Ahim Samak of the tribe of Dan. Here we see God giving intelligence for cunning works. Perhaps I should just read from Exodus 31 again. Starting from verse 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hor, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, and in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to devise cunning works, to work in gold, and in silver, and in brass and in the cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee, the tabernacle of the congregation, and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is thereupon, and all the furniture of the tabernacle. And it goes on and on. But look at what God did. He said, I have put wisdom and understanding and knowledge in all manner of workmanship. He put it in Bezalel and in Aholiab. The Lord wants us to improve in temporal things as well as in spiritual things. What about Solomon? Do we remember his story? Do you know the kind of wisdom that God gave to Solomon? It marvels me every time I read it and I want to read it for us too. Reading 2 Kings chapter 4, reading from verse 29. In the New English translation which expresses it exactly as I would want to say it, though in the King James is very correct. It's just that when we read in the King James, we don't see exactly what it is saying when it says God gives God gives Solomon intelligence and knowledge about plants and trees and fishes and all of that. Let, it, let's use it in today's modern term. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great discernment. The breadth of his understanding was as infinite as the sand of the seashore. Solomon was wiser than all the men of the east and all the sages of Egypt. He was wiser than any man, including Ethan, the Ezraite, or Heman, Kalkol, and Darda, the sons of Mahor. He was famous in all the neighboring nations. He composed 3,000 proverbs and 1,005 songs. He produced manuals on botany, describing every kind of plant, from the cedars of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows on walls. He also produced manuals on biology, describing animals, birds, insects, and fish. People from all nations came to hear Solomon's display of wisdom. They came from all the kings of the earth who heard about his wisdom. Amen. 
God is responsible for this also. Bezalel, Aholiab, Solomon. In what kind of things? Skill of artwork, cunning devices, stone and wood and gold and silver, how to mold them. And then when it comes to the sciences, botany, biology, zoology, all kinds, God gives wisdom. And then when we remember someone like Daniel, then again, we see intelligence, great intelligence. Well, I'll say ruling a nation. Daniel was a prime minister of the kingdom of Babylon, even to the point of interpreting dreams. He was so intelligent, he was tried by Nebuchadnezzar when he had graduated from school. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar found him ten times wiser than every one of the Chaldeans and other students that graduated from that school. And how about David? Intelligence also. Joshua, same thing in planning, strategizing. God wants us to grow in grace, that as we grow in Christ, we would also grow in temporal things, becoming more and more like Him. Because God is infinite wisdom Himself. It is not pleasing to God to claim, for us to claim now, that we are growing in knowledge of Christ Jesus and yet we are not growing when it comes to the temporal things. He wants us to grow both in spiritual and in temporal things because we misrepresent him. And now, when we say temporal things, it's not about academia. It's not about passing exams in school. Take note that what I read now had nothing to do with passing exams in school. It is true knowledge that helps us to improve. Take for instance, when we read here that Solomon had wisdom in plants and biology and in zoology and all of that. What kind of wisdom will it be? It will be wisdom by beneficial. Not the kind of lies that are being told in the schools of today. He wants us to grow in temporal things, telling the truth of what to use these things for. Look at the kind of academia that is going on today that is making us get worse and worse. For example, when we look at the knowledge that is being spread today concerning what you should eat and what you should not eat, they are recommending for us in the textbooks things that are killing us. And how about the drugs? Drugs that are killing us and yet we claim that that is advancement in knowledge? No, that is not advancement in knowledge. That is rather regressing. That is becoming worse. That is not the kind of knowledge that God will give. That is not what it means to grow. And then when it comes to the corporate world too, doing things that are making us worse in our lives, lying and doing competition and all of that, no, that's not the kind of knowledge God is talking about. He's talking of that knowledge that makes us become more like Jesus, knowledge to increase in temporal things that will bless others, get better in the things you do as you grow in knowledge of Jesus Christ. Like some of us say here, school now scam that is school is scam why people are beginning to realize that the schools of the day is not giving them any benefit whatsoever people go to the schools and graduate and they have nothing to show for it come out remaining as useless as they were before they entered just filling the head with a knowledge that they will never ever use in the daily works of life that is not the kind of wisdom god gives god wants to give us a wisdom that is useful
And what again is not just being uh, learning things that doesn't meet that, that doesn't meet the demands of the daily life, but lies are being told in the schools, and that's not the kind of wisdom God wants to give us. For example, the knowledge of uh, the evolution of how man came into being. That's not the knowledge we're referring to. That's why I'm telling you, when God is giving the wisdom, I'm not referring to the schools. You must clarify, you must check everything that you hear in the world and in the schools with the word of God to be sure whether it is true or not because God wants to give wisdom and Satan has counterfeit wisdom that he wants to give to us. You must stay under the word of God. That is where the wisdom comes from. You want to learn about anything at all. The Bible is a sufficient teacher. You will be surprised the amount of things you can learn from the Bible both scientifically and also commercially and even in the arts and the history all of it the bible has sufficient knowledge to give to us and also you can also check other areas but you must be sure that everything you are studying must be checked with the word of god to see whether it is true or not the truth the knowledge and wisdom that god wants to give to us is one that makes you better it is one that adds to man that makes man better it is not one that destroys. Then it will make you to see that you are to live a selfless life. And that leads us to how to grow in grace. Growing in grace in spiritual and temporal things. How do we do it? Our high calling, page 217, paragraph 2 says, As we appropriate the blessing of God, we shall be able to receive greater measures of His grace. That's, I would say, the second point. The first point is, it is possible to us to grow in grace only as we empty our hearts of self and present them to heaven to be molded after the divine pattern two points here firstly we must empty our hearts of self present it to god to be molded after his own pattern secondly as he gives us blessings in his word teaches us his ways we are to appropriate the blessings it is left for us to receive it to appropriate it means to make use of it you don't receive light and not use it. You receive the light and use it. And as you use the light you are given, more light will be given to you. Firstly now, empty yourself. What does it mean to empty the heart of self? That is a very fine way of saying drop your opinion. That is a very fine way of saying give up your own knowledge. Give up your own ways. Give up your tradition. Give up your upbringing. Bring, give up your way of life don't hold on to what you know before empty your heart of all you have known drain it take it like a cup and turn it upside down and empty it clean it completely empty then give it over to god and allow him now to teach you you ever seen a child or a student arguing with their teacher why is it that they're arguing with their teacher because they have imbibed another knowledge different from what the teacher is trying to tell them they are not empty of self something is inside them they know something but what they know possibly is not the truth and that's why they may be arguing with the good teacher when you come to jesus drop what you have known come to him so that he can teach you from his word empty your heart of self and be ready to receive blessings and when you do receive them step two use it appropriate the blessing as you use it more will be given to you jesus told us the parable of the talents three people were given talents by their master one was given five and the other two and the other one the one who got five and the one who got two they used it 
But the one who got one did not use it. He did not appropriate the blessing. He kept it the way it was. The end of it is that it was taken from him and given to the one that used his own. Remember that the one who was given five, he was doubled because they used it. If we are not appropriating the blessing, the light that God is giving to us, to be more specific, you study the word of God, first of all. Bring yourself to a place where you can hear the word of God, where the sunlight can shine upon you, as we saw yesterday, under the sunlight of Christ. Place yourself where you can listen to him. Before coming there, empty yourself of of yourself, empty your heart of self. Then when you come there, receive. If you don't come there, you won't receive. And after receiving, use. Make a change in your life when necessary. And as you make that change, guess what's going to happen? God's not going to leave you alone. He will give you more light. He won't leave you alone. You're not going to reach any place and you say, Oh, I finally attained. The more you learn, the more He gives you. And the more you grow and you're becoming more and more like Jesus, there is no need for you to graduate to the next class if you have not passed the previous one. God will not give you more light unless the light He has already given is used properly. So God will give you light to grow in the knowledge of Christ. And as He gives you that one, guess what? If you use it, He gives you another. What about in temporal things? The same thing must happen. We must learn every day things that makes us to be a blessing to others. Note, we are not learning for for ambition. We are not learning to show ourselves as outstanding or to uh, bring glory to ourselves. But rather, we are learning like Jesus. Things that will make us better. Learning knowledge that will help to relieve the suffering of humanity. Technology, what is it defined as? It is defined as doing things that makes work easier, faster, and better for man. Nothing wrong with that. God gave the intelligence for technology. People are abusing it. But it is God who gave the intelligence for the things that we have today. What do we have? During the time of the Dark Ages, it is noted certainly for over a thousand years there was no advancement technologically or industrially. Why? Because the Bible was locked up. When under the rule of the Roman Catholicism, the Bible, the light was shot in chains in the cathedrals, what happened to advancement? It also was shut down. But as the Bible came out, As the light of God came out, men of God, the reformers, out of a desire to help others, advanced industrially. It was the reformers and the Christians that invented things like the printing press. It was first of all the Gutenberg press. The first thing ever printed in that press was the Bible. And more advancement was brought up in the publishing places for the same purpose. Today, publishing has gone to things like YouTube. Uh, We now have it in... in, uh, electronic form but all this started by godly men isaac newton good christian and many other of these scientists were staunch christians they believed in god god gave them wisdom i'm not saying that everybody who is who is advancing and inventing things are christians no but i'm just telling you that at the onset of these things god put wisdom in men they were growing spiritually and also growing how temporally under the darkness of roman catholicism they were saying the world was flat and killed galileo for saying that it was round 
because of the darkness. It was not until the 90s, 90s that the Catholic Church changed their view on whether the world is flat or not. On the, in the 90s, you can imagine that. God wants us to grow spiritually and also temporally. And how he wants us to do that, make use of every blessing. Every day, we are told, we should not allow a day to pass without gaining an increase of knowledge in temporal and spiritual things. Looking daily to Jesus, instead of to what we ourselves have done, we shall make decided advancement in temporal as well as spiritual knowledge. And how is this done? We must put to the stretch every spiritual nerve and muscle. God does not desire you to remain novices. He wants you to reach the very highest round of the ladder and then step from it into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is God's will for us, for us to grow in grace and knowledge of Christ Jesus. Learn mostly spiritual things as they come, put them into practice and the Lord will not leave you alone. He will give you more. And guess what's happening as you're learning more and putting them into practice? You are growing in grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And what does the knowledge of Jesus Christ do for us? John 17 verse 3, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. The knowledge of Jesus Christ is eternal life. Amen. Growing in knowledge of Christ Jesus, learning his ways, becoming more like him, would eventually lead us into his kingdom of life eternal. But remember that growing in Jesus doesn't make you dwarfs in temporal things. It doesn't make you unintelligent. It doesn't make you less capable of comprehending the things of this life. We have already seen from the word of God. It is God who gives wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5. He put it in a holy ab in Bezalel, in Solomon, in Daniel, and Jesus of all displayed the greatest wisdom man has ever known. May that be our experience also in Jesus' name. Amen. As little children, we are to sit at the feet of Christ learning of him day by day our understanding is to ripen looking daily to jesus instead of to what we ourselves have done we shall make decided advancement the end of all things is at hand what we have done must not be allowed to place the period to our work. Our lives are always to be under the power of Christ. Our lamps are to be kept burning. He who places himself where God can enlighten him advances, as it were, from the partial obscurity of dawn to the full radiance of noonday. Today's devotion brings to my mind the growing process of plants and trees, fruit trees particularly. And that's why the devotion again is titled How to Grow in Grace. The word grow, can, you can liken it to the growing plants. And there are processes. And the object of the plant is to bear fruit, not just flowers. You know, flowers are beautiful. 
and people like them you can cut them and place them in your house or plant them around your environment but that's not the end of fruit bearing trees or plants the end is fruit bearing not flower bearing what is the object to be gained for us as Christians we want to learn of Christ but there may be an obstacle in learning of Christ and that's when the flowers the attributes the things in our lives that look beautiful that may divert our attention from Christ to those things which we have achieved when we have attached ourselves to Christ and that's why the devotion says that we should not look to the things which we have achieved looking daily to Jesus instead of to the to what we ourselves have done a high calling 217 paragraph 3 wow you have changed maybe your dress or your food or there has been a change in the way you converse with people you're becoming more humble and meek yes these things are good in fact you just preached a wonderful sermon and many people gave their lives to christ good good stuff but that's not the end we need to march on till christ be formed in us the hope of glory you know when flowers or plants are growing up they there's a stage in their process of growth that they look green during the rainy season and the leaves are green and flowers are coming forth and you see the pollinators traveling from one point to another you would think at that point of green of, of the leaves being green is where the end comes but there is something else that needs to be in check for the plants to mature the first i'll say is time the plant needs to hurry up to make sure that all the necessary nutrients and all the rain that it needs to absorb that will make it to fruit is gotten and not stop along the way because drought is coming soon if you're down here in the tropicals Amatan may be coming the dry season or for some fruit trees the winter is coming and may not do well so it's not supposed to relax and say wow look how evergreen i am and does not move on to the process of bearing fruits the reading says the captain of our salvation says advance the night comet in which no man can walk constantly we are to increase in usefulness wow so we should not relax we should not relax when there are features in our life that show growth yes but march on because the time will come a time will come when these things may not be available and as christians we know as the days come near troublous times will be coming up and there will be the four winds will be let loose revelation 7 and it's not a time to perfect character because nobody perfects character during war it's not a time for evangelism it's not a time for preaching really because at that time the whole world will be in commotion and things time that should have been used to improve our characters may have been lost so now is the time we need to advance this same reading also suggests light is also important in darkness 
the plants don't do so well one of the things that affect fruit trees or plants is light when they don't receive enough sunlight the best you can do as the reading tells us is our lives are always to be under the power of christ our lamps are to be kept burning brightly he who places himself where god can enlighten him advances as it were from the partial obscurity of dawn to the full radiance of noon day we need to expose ourselves to the son of righteousness christ himself have your bible studies you shouldn't say you've had enough you've studied enough i mean you can preach from your head or you can recite as many bible passages as possible oh those days when i used to do this and used to do that no still expose yourself to the light of god john the revelator received his dream his visions at the age of about 90 i don't know how many of us who are listening now is up to the age of 90 at that time john still said i was in the spirit on the lord's day revelation 1 verse 10 so we need to keep exposing our minds there are deeper things god wants to show us we have not gotten there yet stretch your nerves he said we must put this to the stretch every spiritual nerve and muscle god does not desire to remain novices he wants you to reach the very highest round of the ladder ladder and then step from it into the kingdom of our lord and savior jesus paul puts it in this way in his own account philippians chapter 3 verse 13 brethren i count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus partakers of the divine nature that's the mark we are moving forward to we want to bear the impress the character the image of god let us make man in our own image the little things that we do are not the best markers god wants our character to be transformed and it has to be an all-round character it's time to move on press forward like paul did forget those things which are behind in fact let them go press forward because from the reading it suggests to us that placing our eyes on what we have done in the past can be a hindrance in which case we may be satisfied but paul said i forget those things which are behind i press forward if the conditions are just right for flowering plants they will flower and bear fruit there's one other condition i'd like to narrate here how do flowers become fruits there are basically four stages and they take place in their sequence one is the first is pollination then fertilization the next and the third is growth and development and finally the ripening of the fruit first stage like i said is pollination and that's where a pollinator comes the flower or the plant contains a reproductive part and the purpose of this is to allow pollination to take place the pollination involves transfer of pollen from the anthers to the stigma 
and then then comes the pollinator which can be a honeybee or a fig wasp the pollinator gathers pollen which is the sperm from one flower and then it alights to another flower and the pollen grains are held fast to the sticky receptive part of another flower the next stage is fertilization that's the flower on which the insect has landed has an ovary which now receives the pollen grains and that pollen grain leads to a fertilization and then an embryo and then there's a growth process which is the third stage now and then the ovary begins to develop and then comes the cells that divides and multiplies some fruits take several weeks and 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 some even take months like the tomatoes take just few weeks and then they are mature then the next thing you have is the ripening the interest here why i'm explaining this stage is if we are not exposed to the right kind of influences positive ones we would not receive the growth we would not receive the influences that will help us to ripen and the devotion has told us look away from the things around you look away from the world and look to jesus you need to stay close to him till the ripening of the harvest the bible talks of this revelation 14 verse 15 and another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud trusting thy sickle and reap for the time is come for thee to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe there's a time for harvest and it is not yet time friends and we need to keep exposing ourselves to the son of righteousness and keep growing forgetting those things which are behind it is also interesting to note that sometimes the plants are pruned to make sure that they bear more fruit let us keep ourselves close to christ let him do everything that is necessary for us to bear fruit let us not abort the process or be distracted by the beautiful things that are happening in our lives let us stick close to christ and may he make us ripe indeed with him and in him amen let us pray our father and our god we thank you for helping us to turn our eyes today from ourselves to you and from the things which you have been doing in us and through us to keep looking steadfastly to you we also thank you for helping us to know that we have to grow symmetrically both in spiritual and temporal things dear lord we understand it is only you who gives true wisdom not according to the world but the one that benefits please help us to stay closer to you help us not to be distracted bring to our minds the things we need to learn that will prove a blessing to our fellow men and that will bring more glory to you give us the discipline lord to task our minds to stretch our nerves for some of us are weak in this area please help us to do the best that we can do to bring glory to your holy name keep us safe and 
prepare us continually, Lord, for your coming. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.